This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, everybody. And for Bill Ryder, I am Bart Winkler. As we get ready for a holiday weekend, the show will still go on. Programming note, I'll be back on Monday and Tuesday for your 4th of July weekend consumption. Jeff Kerr is here now. Jeff, if you're available Monday and Tuesday, I'll take another guest then, too, if uh, if you want. Uh, how you doing today, Jeff? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Bart. I'm actually, this is my last day before vacation, so you know, I, I'm kind of feeling good right now. Oh, okay. That's good. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports. Dot com And it's a good time to take vacation in the NFL, although there are still some things happening. Uh, we found out that there were a handful of guys suspended now for a year for gambling. And then, of course, the team cuts them. So I don't know if, how they're ever going to get back into the league. But a couple of the uh, Colts were suspended. Rashad Berry, Isaiah Rogers. I think what the NFL is doing here is they're trying. It's I still think there's a lot of gray area with like what guys should be able to do and not do. But the NFL doesn't want – they want all the money from the from the books, but they don't want any of their guys to even come up with the slightest shred of integrity. Uh, the, the problem I have with this is the example of, like, what happens at the end of a season when a guy needs six catches to get a $500,000 bonus and then the team forces him to get six, seven catches – is that not the same thing? So I I don't know. I get that there's a lot of gray area here, and I'm kind of arguing a little bit that guys should be able to gamble somewhat, but the NFL just doesn't want it to happen. And I don't know how many of these more names, Jeff, are going to find, you know, come out. And if it's a big name, what the ramifications of that will be. 
It's crazy, right? So you open a Pandora's box when you allow FanDuel and DraftKings and all this in there because you're basically telling people, okay, you can bet on these guys, you can get mad at these guys when they get four or five catches. But like you said, when they need five catches to get that $500,000 bonus, isn't that kind of the same thing? It's There's two ways I look at it. I, I'm not really a gambler. I, I don't gamble. I don't understand the thrill of it. So I look at it as how hard is it for an individual not to gamble, especially when the league basically tells you don't do this, but then the league is making tons and tons of money off FanDuel and DraftKings off their fans because apparently that's how people are interested in the NFL now, that and fantasy football. So I, I, I don't know, like you get suspended if you're in a $1,000 fantasy football league? Like, I, I, I don't know. You're right. There's a lot of gray area to all this, but I still don't get if – you know, say a, a player decides to bet on a LeBron James player prop. Like, you get suspended for that? That's not even your league. Yeah, the cross-sports stuff is weird, too. Cause if, if, if I, but the problem is if you do it at the team facility, but you can step outside and not be geofenced and then bet on uh, Pirates' home run. I don't I don't know. So they're going to have to figure that out. It just seems like they're being more reactionary than uh, than than planning ahead. And I do wonder, like, I don't think the NFL has a problem suspending, with all due respect, again, Isaiah Rodgers. But if they find out that one of their star quarterbacks have been, like, I would almost think they try to cover that up a little bit. Then you can't suspend a guy like, hypothetically, Patrick Mahomes for a year for betting on Tigers Pirates. Yeah, you would think, right? Or, you know, bet on the team he owns, the Kansas City Royals. I mean, that would that would be kind of ironic, too, but... I mean, the biggest star that's been suspended has been Calvin Ridley, and he was suspended for a year. Now, is Calvin Ridley Tyree Kill? No, but he's up there. I mean, he was the thousand-yard receiver the year he got suspended. Um, you know, well, the prior season. But yeah, the whole thing to me is just weird. Like, if they don't want you to bet in the team facility, why can't you just sign on at home at, at on Fanduel in a restaurant or somewhere and do it? That's what. That's what blows my mind. Like, I saw what Jonathan Jones uh, from the Patriots tweet today. I'm like, dude, like, how hard is it for you guys to not do this in the facility? I know you guys are crammed in there all day long, but there are ways around this. Now, I'm always one of those people, yeah, there there are loopholes, there are ways around it, but is the NFL going to turn that on you and then all of a sudden you don't get a paycheck or you you don't have a roster spot? That's what I'd be worried about. I think they're – they're trying to do the zero tolerance policy, but I'm curious. I'm like you. I'm curious to see like what happens if it's Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry, guys like that. You know, guys where the league's really making their money. Jeff Kerr, CBSSports.com, writes uh, about the NFL. That's why we're talking NFL with him. You mentioned the Patriots. They are interesting. They just gave a contract to Devontae Parker, who. I think shown some signs in Miami that he could be a really good receiver. Last year he played what 13 games, had 33 catches, but they like him enough to give him a bunch of money. There's some speculation or uh, some thought that maybe DeAndre Hopkins can go there. I don't know, the Patriots are interesting. They like they like have recognizable names, they've got talent. I think it comes down to how good Mac Jones is. I just don't know. I'm not saying they should rebuild, and I know that Bill Belichick and and Robert Kraft wanted to do that. But I don't see a ceiling for them any higher than, like, 9 and 8. The AFC is so loaded. The AFC East is so loaded. 
that maybe it would be in the Patriots' best interest to not just try to contend. You know, sometimes these NBA teams, like their goal is the eight seed. Get in the playoffs, get one series of playoff money, and then that's just perpetually their goal. The Patriots can't be that kind of organization. What is the plan there? So this is what's weird about the Patriots to me. Last year, I watched a couple of their games, and I'm like, this team's terrible. This team's an absolute <laughs> joke. How are they what they are? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe Belichick's doing a better job than I think he is. And then you look at their roster. You've got guys like Matt Judon, Josh Uchi, you know, guys like that, uh, productive players. Like, Jonathan Jones is a productive player. Um, Kyle Douglas is a productive player. Like, they have a good defense, but their offense was run by the most incompetent coach and, you know, someone who – covers the Eagles mostly. I, I got to see them all the time now. I'm at Patricia. So it's, I, I, they were such an enigma last year. And I liked when they traded for Devontae Parker, because I always thought Devontae Parker was better than people gave him credit for. And now he's in probably an offense where that's going to help him. I mean, Mike McDaniel just wasn't a fan of the guy and Dolphins basically gave him away for nothing. Now, I do think they need DeAndre Hopkins. I think New England could give DeAndre Hopkins everything he wants but the quarterback. It's, I think they need a better quarterback than Mac Jones. And not that Mac Jones is terrible, but they really stunned him because of the whole Matt Patricia um, you know, experiment there and what they were trying to do. It's like, it's like Bill Belichick just didn't want to hire an offense coordinator for one year and then get rid of him. So, again, it, it's, re- it, it's a really confusing situation. I don't think they're going to be good. And one of my bold predictions was this year, they were going to win five games. And it wasn't more of them. It's more of their division. You know, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills. The AFC East is actually good for the first time in a long time. And I I just think the Patriots are kind of falling by the wayside here. And one of my, I'm not a hot take guy, but one of my hot takes in the NFL for years was Andy Reid was a better coach than Bill Belichick. And I'm finally starting to see the fruits of my labor saying that over the last 10 years oh yeah not a hot take guy then come with a big one although yeah, i think yeah, a lot of people it. yeah I think, I think a lot of people would take read it too but belichick's just got the stature this is this might be the way that i felt with eli manning for a while is that eli manning the longer that he played the the like he was playing himself out of the hall of fame because now we're seeing him break down and deteriorate and not play good and I think for Brady to go win a Super Bowl, I don't know how much it ultimately matters. And I don't know if, if that's why Bill Belichick is hanging around, but he just doesn't seem like he's interested at all to be there. But I don't, some of these guys, they like can't go anywhere else. And so with that being said, I'll ask you one bigger on the AFC East because I think Aaron Rodgers is the same way. I think he wants to be done playing football, but I don't think he knows a life without being a quarterback. So I think he's going to hang on way too long. And I'm not sure how good they're going to be. The Dolphins are very good. Again, but you can't talk about the Dolphins unless you say dot, 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 if Tua. And then I think the Bills are in this weird spot where whatever's happening with Stephon Diggs, I don't know. But I feel like the Bills are still one of the top teams and maybe even ascending. But then they lost last year and everybody at once said, window closed, Bills are done. I still feel like, to me, they're the top in the AFC East. How do you see that division? I still think the Bills are the best team. I, I, to me, it just seems that the Stephon Diggs stuff is way overplayed. You know what it feels like, honestly? James Harden in the NBA right now. You think everything's going great, and then all of a sudden it's like he's unhappy, and you, you 
don't know why he's unhappy. Josh Allen looked at him the wrong way or something. He's or may, maybe you know Josh Allen's you know talking to Haley Steinfeld and Stephon Diggs wanted wanted or who knows who knows what's going <laughs> on there. But but it, it's one of those very interesting scenarios where I don't think it's going to be anything when they actually start playing the games. I think Buffalo's a really good football team. They that team went through so much last year. Uh, you know, losing Von Miller on Thanksgiving the way he did in that Lions game, I thought that was going to be a big problem. They had the, you know, they already were out Micah Hyde, and Demar Hamlin was doing a more than than good job filling in for him. And then he has the cardiac arrest. You're like, how is this team just going to survive this? And you know, I, I'm trying, you know, to think of the guy's life here. But I'm like, who's going to play safety for them? Like, like uh, that happened like during the middle of the week. And I'm like, man, I feel terrible for even thinking this. But you know, they had that emotional win in Week 18, and they barely survived the Dolphins. And when they lost to the Bengals, I'm like, okay, the Bengals are really good. But you know, what happens if like they don't have all the stuff that happened to them? How good could they have been? Would they have played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game? And right now, they just feel like that team, like they're they're good enough to win a Super Bowl. But can they get over the hump right now? And I think they can. But, again, just a lot of things have to go right. And it doesn't help that Patrick Mahomes is around and Joe Burrow is around. And Josh Allen's a top four quarterback in football. And, unfortunately, there's two guys in his conference that may be better than him. And they may have two better rosters than the, the teams they play on a better roster. So, back to the initial point, I still think the Bills are the best team in the AFC East. I think the Dolphins did get better this offseason, though. I think the Jets are going to be there too, but it just feels like the Jets are going to find a way to jet it up. It, 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 I, I kind of agree with you with the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers thing. They, they, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers is really going to help that team, but at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, does, does he even want to play football? Like, I don't even think he was interested. I think he wanted to be the host of Jeopardy, and, you know. He did. Um, he was, like, really yeah, sad he didn't get the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like Ken James and Levi play out. Yeah, okay, no. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know. It's I, I, I'm just, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is happy now, but will he be happy in December? All right, you cover the Eagles, and I think we talk about the AFC, and there's going to be some good teams that don't make the playoffs. With the NFC, I don't know who five, six, and seven are going to be. Eagles seem to be a favorite. Uh, the Niners, people. I think people always give them one or two, three more wins than they deserve, but the Niners got to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. I like Seattle, even though everyone's expecting a Geno Smith regression. I do like what they're doing there, and Pete Carroll looks like he's having the most fun ever. Is there anybody else that could be a team that emerges from that conference? Because it doesn't – I don't know who jumps off the page to me otherwise. Yeah, I, I like Seattle a lot more than other people do, too. I think Seattle closed that gap on San Francisco. I, I, I'll tell people this still in blue in the face. I don't think the NFC West was very good last year. I thought the 49ers are clearly the best team, and Seattle was kind of in, like, you thought they were rebuilding, and then all of a sudden they, they win nine games and they make the playoffs, and you're like, okay, like, you know, it's a nice story, but how good are they? Yeah, they're, they're better this year. There's no doubt about that, and they, they've crushed it with the last two draft classes, so bravo to them. I think because the NFC South is as bad as it is, the Saints are going to be better than we think. And I, I don't know how good they actually are in terms of the upper echelon teams in the NFC, the, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys, Seahawks, but don't you feel like they could be that team that they win like 12, 13 games and you're going to be like, how the heck did they did that? 
did they do that? And you're then you realize, oh, they get to play the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Bucks twice a year, and they have a soft schedule already because of who they're playing outside their division. So, I mean, they're the only team with really a proven quarterback in that conference right right now. I, I no disrespect to Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young hasn't played yet, but. Derek Carr's a slouch. He's, he's not good, but he's not bad. And maybe not good, but not bad is going to help them this year. So I, I think it could be in the mix. Like, I don't know what to make of the Giants. I don't know what to make of the Commanders. Yeah, you're right in the NFC. It's, I mean, look at the NFC North. I mean, I think the Lions are going to be good, but, you know, are, are the Vikings still going to be good? Are the Packers going to be good? There's a lot of teams in the NFC you're just like, pass, pass, pass. Let, let me see on the field and – Unfortunately, I got to rank them in a couple weeks, so that's going to be interesting. Well, I'll be interested to see where you do rank my Green Bay Packers. I think the NFC North is weird because the Lions are like the team that everybody is going to expect to do good. They, my favorite stat to throw out, and I throw out like every time I host, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won that division more recently than the Lions, winning in '99, and the Lions won the Central in 1993. And every time they get expectations, like this is, it's theirs to win. All the other three teams seem to be either rebuilding or in a rebuild. The Vikings are rebuilding, but they still have Kirk Cousins. The Packers is going to depend on like what Jordan Love is, which I do think he'll be all right, but we'll see. The Bears, I was looking at the Bears' schedule. I don't, I feel like over under seven and a half wins is very easy for them because they might they might luck into eight, nine, ten wins. Then they all have to play each other. So of the NFC North, I think a lot of people will take the Lions by default. But just like you said, the Jets are going to jet it up. I feel like the Lions are going to line it up. I guess it it depends on how good is Justin Fields in that division. Someone who I think will be good, but we still have to we have to see uh, there. Yeah. So since you're on the Packers side of the fence, like, are, are you going to miss the whole Aaron Rodgers Bears thing? What was his record against the Bears all time? Like twenty-one and five or something like that. He was like even better, I think, like twenty-seven yeah, that, and five. That, that that's insane. I, I still don't know how one quarterback is like that good against an opponent, but but then again, Patrick Mahomes has never lost to Denver Broncos, so it's it's man, it's the the NFL's got some storylines, uh, but. I'm with you. I, I actually really like that Lions team, but I'm also and I remember. I think someone told me this the other day, and I kind of laughed. Like the Lions' last playoff win is closer to the Cuban Missile Crisis than it is in today. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you look it up, and you're like, oh my god, it is. Like it's you know because I have in the early '60s, and their playoff win was '91, and we're in 2023 now. So yeah, it's I you know. I think people are getting excited for a team that has never had a reason to be excited. Although I, I, I love Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell's great for the NFL. I, I, it, it's clear what he's doing is working. Chicago to me is again, they're the team. Like I think Justin Fields is going to be good, but is the team around him good enough? Like Chase Claypool is probably one of the most weirdest trades I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but you know, they got DJ Moore who's good. When Darnell Mooney's healthy, he's good. Khalil Herbert's a good running back. They've improved the offensive line. I love what they did at linebacker. They don't have a pass rush. And their leading sack artist was Jaquan Brisker, who's a safety. So, I don't know. It's, I think there's a lot of holes in that Bears team. 
Green Bay, we, we know what the situation is. It's Jordan Love. Like, Green Bay should not have been an 8-9 and nine football team last year, but they were. And they, there's talent on that roster. And you know Christian Watson's going to be a really good player. I, I thought they had a really good draft and the tight ends they got. Yeah, I think that's why everybody's picking the Lions. It's just they're the they're the established team in the division where you had an overachieving Vikings team and you got a Green Bay team that just lost one of the greatest quarterbacks ever and the Bears are the Bears. So I, I think that's just who they're going with right now. Jeff, appreciate it. You get out of here. Have a good vacation. And hopefully we'll connect again soon. Oh, always a pleasure, Bart. I'll tell you what, I'm just ready for football season at this point. Like, as much as I love ranking season and doing this stuff, I'm much rather see it on the field. God, I am so there with you. Uh, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports Radio, uh, joining us. Thanks, Jeff. That's Jeff Kerr. CBSSports.com writes for the uh, website and much, much more on the NFL. I still think Jordan Love's going to be good. I've said this take. Yes, I'm Packard sunglasses on, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers plays when he's hurt on a 4-8 and football team if he thought the quarterback behind him wasn't going to take all the headlines away. And then with the Lions, what's the lasting image of that team? Some quirky play they had on Sunday night against the Packers. When the Packers needed to win to get in, the Lions were playing for nothing, and the Lions came to Lambeau on a Sunday night and won. So the Lions are deservingly the favorite in that division for most people, it's just a matter of now, can they get it done? Good stuff from Jeff. More coming up. We've got the sales buy or sell straight ahead. I'm Bart Winkler, and for Bill Ryder, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. It is time for DeSales Buy or Sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bart. Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones was not present at Kansas City's minicamp as he's still looking for a new deal as he enters the final year of a four-year, $80 million contract. Jones will turn 29 years old over this holiday weekend, and Jones tweeted out, quote, I'll win defensive player of the year this year, end quote. Bart, 
Buy or sell, you like Chris Jones' chances of winning Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, I think his chances are just fine. I'm going to sell that he wins it. Sell. I don't know. I do like when guys bet on themselves, though. Like, I will consider Chris Jones to have a bigger year because he has that motivation to him. Just like Aaron Rodgers didn't like that Jordan Love got drafted, and so he wanted to prove that he was the MVP. Just like uh, Lamar Jackson... Like, when he says, I'm going to throw for 6,000 yards, I, like, take that literally. I'm going to draft, I'm going to overdraft Lamar Jackson in every fantasy football league I'm in because he said he was going to throw for 6,000 yards. Don't fall for it, man. He's not even going to sniff 5,000 yards. No way. I mean, I I, I am so, I am so high on Lamar Jackson. You know what? That's, that's what, I'm going to, I'm going to run to the casino after this. And take Lamar Jackson, because I'm in a state where I can't do it on my phone. Wisconsin. I'm going to put, what are Lamar Jackson's MVP odds? I'm going for it. Everybody's so scared that he's hurt all the time and whatever. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll play Chris Jones Defensive Player of the Year, but I will uh, sell that. I am buying Lamar Jackson MVP. All right, Bart, let's get to some college football here. New UAB football head coach and former Super Bowl winning quarterback Trent Dilfer said yesterday that he believes the American Athletic Conference is poised to reach the college football playoff when it expands to 12 teams in 2024. Dilfer told On3, quote, I would argue our conference is probably the best chance to get into the college football playoff when it expands. You don't have to beat Alabama or get through Georgia, end quote. By the way, UAB actually plays Georgia in September. Bart Byers sell the AAC reaching the college football playoff after expansion. Mm, I like the logic, but I will sell that. Sell. And at some point they might. I mean, it's going to be 12 teams. And if they have a team that's like really good. Again, I'll remind you who's in this conference. Charlotte, East Carolina, FAU, Memphis, Navy, North Texas, Rice. SMU, South Florida, Temple, Tulane, Tulsa, UAB, and then UTSA. So there's been times where some of these teams will start like 7-0 and and 8-0. The problem isn't that, oh, East Carolina's not getting in because they had to play Alabama and lost. It's that East Carolina was 8-0, and then they lost to 2-6 Rice. So that's the problem, is they beat up on themselves in a lower conference. The expansion will give them more of an opportunity, but this is not the uh, conference that I would that I would attach to getting into a college playoff anytime soon. I mean, what are we, UAB we're talking about in the college football playoff? 12 teams, it's too many, Bart. It's too many. It's going to water down the sport. By the way, the best regular season we have in sports is college football. Are you okay with eight? I think they should have just gone to eight. No, four, four. That's it. That's the max. It's too many. It's, it's going to ruin the regular season when every single week is do or die. It ruins it. The biggest problem I have with four is that there's five power conferences, although maybe there's not anymore with the Pac-12. See, I um, actually I agree with you that there's only four, but I don't think it's the Pac-12. I think it's the ACC. I think the Pac-12 has surpassed the ACC. And I root for a team that plays in the ACC. The ACC stinks. Isn't it on the upswing now? I think more so the Pac-12. The Pac-12, I think, is a a solid football conference this year. Very solid. 
Nobody's in the. Who's in the Pac? They're losing USC and UCLA. Well, I said for this year. This year. Oh, okay. I think USC is going to make the college football playoff this year. Utah's a good football team. Hey, Los Angeles, Big Ten country. So bizarre. So weird. What's next? All right, Bart, let's get to some hoops here. Yesterday, the Sacramento Kings and veteran Harrison Barnes agreed to terms on a three-year extension worth $54 million. Now, the 31-year-old Barnes started all 82 games last season for the third-seeded Kings, who were bounced in the first round of the playoffs by the Golden State Warriors in seven games. Bart Byersell, you expect the Kings to get out of the first round of the playoffs next season. Sacramento, I'm going to buy that. Buy. They're one of the few teams who were in these playoffs, and even though they did lose to Golden State first round, they can say, all right, we're moving forward. A lot of these other teams got to a place where they were disappointed in and then either are trading guys or fired their coach. But Sacramento can say, we're moving forward. I don't know if they're able to coax Draymond to getting there. I do expect them to get somebody else into the mix. And with the West kind of being in this weird flux, uh, I do like Denver to go far. I like, I don't know, is Sacramento the number two team over there? I mean, some might say Phoenix. Some might say still Golden State or the Lakers. But I think Sacramento will kind of do what they did the, the this last year. Float under the radar a little bit. Just win games. And then maybe they have an easier draw. To have the Warriors as their draw in the first round was... Uh, kind of unfair. And they had a nice lead, but then did blow that. But I do. I like Sacramento to get out of the first round. I'll I'll stake that claim right now. All right, Bart. During yesterday's golf coverage of the match on TNT, Charles Barkley surprised Ernie Johnson by telling him he had been elected into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. My question to you, Bart, buy or sell that inside the NBA on TNT with Ernie, Chuck, Shaq, and Kenny Smith is the best sports show on TV. Oh, I will buy that. Buy. And maybe even say it's like one of the best shows on TV. I mean, the way that they do, the, the the bit where Kenny runs to the board and then one time they locked his chair and then he's tripping over stuff. Like the, the way they make content out of nothing and it's these guys and they all like each other, but they do have like real discussions and arguments with each other. It is a perfect blend of personalities. And it was good even before they added Shaq. And so I think this is great. It's going to be a sad day when one of them decides to hang it up and they got to fill their seat with somebody else. I mean, you see the other shows, even when TNT is a different show. It's good. They're good people. They're good. But it's not the same. The chemistry that they have found on that show is unparalleled in basically any other show that you can find on TV or radio. It is it is the best, absolutely. And congrats to Ernie Johnson, who did seem a bit surprised, but I think deep down, like, 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 there's no, he knows there's no sports broadcasting Hall of Fame without him. But a cool moment, nonetheless. All right, Bart, let's turn our attention to baseball here. Shohei Otani was not on the mound last night, but he did hit his 14th homer in the month of June, breaking an Angels record of 13 that was held by Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Mo Vaughn, and Tim Salmon. Otani leads the majors this season with 29 homers. And, oh, by the way, Otani now has a seven-game hitting streak. Bart Byersell, Otani's power is more impressive than his pitching prowess. Say that five times fast. Wow, Tom. Uh, uh, I might sell that. Sell. But if you ask me tomorrow, I might buy it. I don't, I don't know. 
They're both very impressive. I think one thing that we saw earlier in the week when he had the 10 strikeouts and the two home runs was, you know, people always ask, describe this in NBA terms. Tell me, tell me this in NFL terms. And so people would say, well, it's like a, a guy throwing for five touchdowns and then having two interceptions. But it's not. I saw somebody else with the argument that being an MLB pitcher and then also having the ability that he does at the plate, it is the same sport, but they are entirely different skill sets. It'd be like if you were a great three-point shooter and then could also be tremendous on the golf course. He's almost like Seth Curry, almost. But that's what it is. It's two completely different skill sets that he has managed. Same game, but two different skill sets. So whether you think the home run is more interesting or the power is more, the prowess is is better at the pitch. Like It's just impressive all the way around. Uh, I will sell it because I I think that pitching is takes more of a toll on you. But either way, I mean, this guy is incredible. All right. The Texas Rangers have the second best record in the American League at 49 and 32. And they've been rewarded with having four starters on the all-star team more than any other team in baseball. Now, Texas has not finished over 500 in a season since 2016. Bart, buy or sell you attribute the Rangers' success this season to manager Bruce Bochy coming out of retirement. I would say there's some truth to that, so I will buy that. Buy. I mean, everybody looked at this Rangers roster and thought, all right, there's some good guys there, because what have the Rangers done the last decade? They acquire some talent, or they have a guy, and I maybe think of when they got Alex Rodriguez, and then they just weren't good. But they are finding ways to win games, and everybody's producing, and it's very impressive. And you got to give some attention to Bochy. And I love that they have four All-Stars franchise record, because... There's still people like that's that's the way that baseball is, is that we talked about this the other day with Shohei, but how many Rangers games have you watched this season? I don't think I've watched one. I don't think my team has played them, and I don't think I've seen them on TV at all. Yet they are first place in the American League West and have four All-Stars, and I have not seen them play. They're 49 and 32, and I have not seen them play. And I watch baseball all the time. They don't play day games. They're not on Sunday night. They haven't played my team, so I haven't seen them play. I do like I'm a big card collector, and I'm going through some of my old cards. I do like when I find current managers. Like I see, I have a lot of Bruce Bochy cards, and I'm always like, oh, this has to be worth a ton of money. And it's just like another average common. I save it, though. I, those are the, some of the ones I keep, if you care. Uh, I have a card collecting addiction, but I don't buy the new cards. I buy like the hanger packs at Walgreens that basically have the old cards in them. That's what I do. Now, here's here's the angle that I'm interested in this. Will you pass your card collection down to your son? Well, that's the only reason I keep it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I stopped collecting myself a long time ago, but I still have all the cards that I did have. And I'm thinking that I'm going to pass it down to my son. But it makes me think, like, should I should I start collecting again? Well, sometimes I even have, like, I might get a pack that's unopened, like a 90 score, and I'll keep it. I won't open it. I want him to have the joy of opening some old cards when he's a little later. Now, he may never like sports, and this is a waste of time and money. We'll find out. All right, Bart, let's get to one last one here. Both Mookie Betts and Vlad Guerrero Jr. have announced that they will be participating in the Home Run Derby during All-Star Weekend, which, oh, by the way, is less than two weeks away. Buy or sell the Home Run Derby is more entertaining 
than the slam dunk contest in the NBA. Uh, let's buy that. Buy. And you know that's interesting, too, because the complaint with the slam dunk contest is always, we've seen every dunk there is to do. But we've, we've seen every home run there is to do. Yet the home run contest is more entertaining. I think if you go to that as a fan, you walk away happy. If you go to the slam dunk contest, it's a part of the whole Saturday night thing. And there's always just a level of being disappointed. The stars aren't doing it anymore. You still get star power in the home run derby. The home run derby, yes, much more entertaining than the slam dunk contest for sure. That's another edition of Buy or Sell. We've got much more to get to. Free agency in the NBA starts today. We're hearing some reports about who's meeting with who. We'll talk a little bit more about that as some big money is going to be spent today in free agency. And it looks like it all centers around what the Rockets want to do. Greg Caserta on the update, CBS Sports Radio. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio. I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. Be with you again next week as Bill continues to enjoy the holiday, which I think and most of you guys are doing. I know Tom. Tom, you'll be enjoying the holiday. Do you like... So I want to know the sickest thing about me. Not sick, but like... It's not it's not a positive trait. I'm in. Please do tell. Okay. When it's like Memorial Day and Labor Day and 4th of July, I love when it rains and cancels everybody's plans. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, man. You're right. You're right. You were right the first time. That is sick. That's sick and twisted. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like so I'm in Milwaukee, and we're we, hey, Milwaukee's great in the summertime. We got rivers, we got we got Lake Michigan, man. I can just walk to Lake Michigan anytime I want. Beautiful beach. I don't need to go to the to the coast to get a beach. I got a great lake right here. Great lakes are great. Don't let anybody fool you. But I don't have a boat, and we don't have outdoor plants. I also I don't like the heat. <laughs> I don't I don't like being I don't like being outside. <laughs> So then I, you know, you go on social media and everybody's having the time of their life. Every single holiday, they're having the time of their life. And I'm like, yeah, I'm stuck inside, man. I'm watching Frozen 2 for the fifth time this month. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Hey, you could do I worse kinda, than Frozen 2. You could do worse. Yeah, Frozen 2 grew on me. I thought, I hated it when I first saw it. 
But uh, Olaf I thought this is a is... great character. Olaf is my guy. Well, yeah, everybody loves Olaf. Sure. Um, you know, I've always been partial to Kristoff and Sven, that tag team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, kid loves Frozen, knows all the songs. We they, so that now we don't just watch Frozen, Tom. We anytime we go anywhere in the car, can you play my music, Daddy? My music is basically Frozen soundtrack, and he knows every word. And I kind of think that's cool, but but then he like doesn't know some words, so he's like. Let it go, da, 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 go, and he like makes up his own words. <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, I hate summer. So. Yeah, I mean, Bart, you're directly talking to basically me. Every summer yeah. holiday weekend, the family and I, oh, I, I work in New York, but I live in New Jersey, and this is very stereotypical. We go down the shore. Mm. We, we go to the beach every holiday weekend in the summer. So what you just you want my holiday weekend plans ruined? That's what you just told me. Yeah, I would love a big rainstorm. I would love some giant waves that just crash all the shops there and all the eateries and just ruin your day. Yeah. Because then I feel less bad about not doing anything. You're sick and twisted. You were right. You're sick and twisted. Yeah. I I mean, I, I do, like, I feel bad that I'm that way, but I am that way. I, <laughs> but I, you're I, not going to change. You are who you are. I have to admit who I am. I am going to change. Uh, should I do like a weird transition where I'm like, Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I'm just going to talk NBA here. Looks like the Rockets are the team that everybody is either going to, either the Rockets come away with a couple of guys or they're just the team that agents use today in terms of, yeah, well, you can give us this, but the Rockets can give us this because they've got a ton of cap room. They are meeting reportedly with Dylan Brooks and Brooke Lopez. So the Grizzlies just said, we want nothing to do with you ever again, Dylan Brooks. So he needs to find a new home. Milwaukee still would like to have Brooke Lopez back. I still think those dots connect, but we'll see. Houston also interested in meeting Fred Van Vliet. Kyrie Irving is on this list. Bruce Brown is going to get paid somewhere. And Kyle Kuzma. So they are willing to pay some guys. Houston trying to, like, rebuild and they've got some young talent now and maybe they want to accelerate that a little bit but I don't know how many of these guys are going to end up in Houston like if I had to guess how many of Dylan Brooks, Brooke Lopez, Van Vliet, Irving Brown and Kyle Kuzma end up in Houston I would probably bet on zero I think they're just the team that's being used to compare we'll find out it's always nice at the beginning of free agency to remember free agencies of yesteryear and the one of 2016 is what always comes up. That was the year that the salary cap exploded right away, and they just went for it. We all remember Timothy Mozgov signing a four-year, $64 million deal with the Lakers. Andre Drummond caught five years, 130 from the Pistons. Even guys like DJ Augustine, four years, $29 million from the Magic. Uh, Joachim Noah got four years, $72 million from your Knicks. Mike Conley, Five years, $153 million from the Grizz. I remember being a Bucks fan. We threw a lot of money at Mirza Teletovic. Three years, $30 million. That didn't work out. And then Matthew Dellavedova. Matthew Dellavedova is so interesting because he was like, he had the worst three-point shot that's ever happened in the league. And then he played some pretty good defense on Steph Curry for two games in the NBA Finals. And then everyone said, this is the Steph Curry stopper. And then Steph cooked him the rest of the time. And then he signed, when free agency started, a four-year, 
$38 million deal with Milwaukee, and there were no other suitors. Sometimes what you see is teams that just bid against themselves. Nobody else was thinking of even paying close to that. Milwaukee, for some reason, really wanted him. He eventually did not see through the end of the deal and has been traded, and he's on rosters now where it's like, oh, Matthew Vidella Dova's on the Kings? You know, you see him on the bench or he comes in late in a playoff blowout. But I remember how excited LeBron was for him, is what I remember. LeBron instantly had a tweet congratulating Delhi because it was one of his guys. He didn't, like, want him back. There was no push to get Della Vadova back, but he was so happy that one of his guys got $9, $10 million a year just because he had two games defensively against Steph Curry. So you wonder, there's always going to be a team that maybe throws out some more money than they should, but that's kind of how the market dictates it, and we'll see how many of these teams use the Houston Rockets as that springboard, or if the Rockets do find their way to to get somebody. Their lack of interest or waning interest in James Harden has made things more interesting from that perspective. Is Harden's going to get traded now, it looks like, from the Sixers. Where is he going to go? Clippers, Knicks, a lot of speculation on that. I still think Kyrie stays in Dallas. Uh, he just came up in that report with the Rockets. I don't see that happening. Uh, I also don't see the... I don't see the Suns doing that. I, I don't see that happening either. Because uh, in their situation, it would be funny. I, I That's actually what I'm rooting for. I want to see a team that has four guys, because they'd have to sign and trade Aiton. I want to see a team that has four guys that they're paying all the money to, and all they can sign the rest of the way is vet mins. That's all they can do the rest of the way. I would like to see that and see how it works. And maybe it does work, but then if not, it's kind of funny if they lose. And that's a lot of guys that, like, they're not the same player, but they are in a similar kind of skill set where it's like, oh, we didn't get Beal, let's get Kyrie. Oh, we didn't get Booker, let's get KD. And they would all be in the same place. We'll start to see what happens a little bit later today. Maybe some things leak, but when we're back on Monday. We will have a lot of information to throw right into your holiday celebratory face. Hopefully, wherever you are, it rains and you listen to us on the radio that day. Tom, have a good weekend. We'll talk again. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.